0: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, and those who identify purely as awesome, welcome to another episode of Radio Redux. I am Kevin, and this is Crypt of the Necronancer.
1: We go with anything. Anything. But you'll need to sign a waiver first. You're listening to Radio Redux.
0: From Crypto the Necro Dancer, Metal Mancy, Death Metal featuring Family Jewels 7X. And then after that, we had Turbo, not our Turbo, but a very different Turbo, um, with a Eurobeat remix of 24 Hours Cinderella. Yes, here is your Goro Majima for the day. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Radio Redux. I am, of course, Kevin, and this is episode 240 of Radio Redux, to be precise. Which, along with being a very big number, is also a very appropriate one, as it happens. You see, ten days ago, I became... (coughs) 40 years old. Now, personally, I've always taken my 30s to be a do-over of my 20s, and my 40s, I guess, will follow suit, doing all the things I actually want to do in my 30s. Now, at some point, you would have thought that time might run out, um... Of course, I'm hoping it's not going to be. Um, I'm aiming to live forever at this point. That's the only way I'm actually going to get around to doing all the things I need to get done. But hitting milestones like this is not going to be an uncommon thing among the wider community. Both Last Minute Continue and Radio Sega. And video gaming in general going forward. I was born... In video game terms, I was born on a changeover between the 2nd and 3rd generation of consoles. A time of the NES, the Master System and the Atari 7800, before the TurboGrafx-16 ushered in the 4th era of hardware. We now live in the 9th. That's scary as hell. I've been alive for nearly all of video games. Let me put it in cinematic terms. I've lived through six film Batmen. You can add on Kevin Conroy for Mask of the Phantasm and Will Arnett for the Lego films, and that means of the nine people to play Batman in a cinematic release, I've lived through eight. Eight Batmen! That's far too many men not in hockey pads. As much as I'd like to deny it, the truth is is a pretty major milestone. Life begins at forty they say. And I'm slightly worried that this is in part because there's a fair to decent chance that it's now more likely there are more days behind me than there are in front. Our heroes, the creators we look up to they're all aging everyone is and it makes sense that we take more notice of it we humanity are now at the point where the people made famous during the beginning of a more globally connected era of entertainment and i'm specifically specifically thinking of the 60s and 70s here we're reaching a point where they are themselves reaching a more advanced age More of them are dying. Think about it. The singers and film stars of the 60s have aged 60 years since then. If we concentrate on that era specifically, think about it this way, we're down to two surviving Beatles at this point, Ringo Starr is 82 and doesn't look it, Sir Paul McCartney is 80 and he looks like the villain from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, halfway through the results of choosing poorly. Harrison Ford is 80 himself, by the way. He doesn't look it, but he sure as anything looks pissed off about it. From a gaming side, well, Ron Gilbert's 59. Todd Howard still just works at 51. Tim Sweeney's 52. Cliffy B is at least south of 50 at 48. Uh, Naoto Oshima is 58 as well. Jeff Minter is 60. Kevin Levine, 56. John Carmack's 52. Peter Ball, new 63, and trying to think of some way to make you to pay for that. Gabe Newell, 60, and already has. Yu 64. Yuji Naka, 57. And hoping to not be sentenced for that amount of time. <clears throat> Hideki Naganuma is 50 and has lost his goddamn mind. Toshihiro Nagoshi is 57, although his tan is somewhat younger. On the Sega station, Otani is 48. Junsunoi is 52 and looks amazing. Johnny Giole is 55 and has travelled many miles, is what I'm going to say. Takashi Izuka is 52. Koji Kondo is 61. Shigeru Miyamoto is 70. And four days before I turned 40... Atari's Nolan Bushnell turned 80. It's just time. For the era that I'm a part of, we've grown up. We're no longer the Sonic youth. Some of us are indeed now destined to be crushing 40 all the time, or at least for the next decade, at least. All being well. Some of us are married, some of us have kids. The 20-year-olds now look at what we used to play, read, watch and listen to with confusion or disbelief. Eh. What were we doing in our 20s? Looking at those who were 40, it was like confusion and what the heck is going on? Why were you watching that or listening to that? That makes no sense, that's rubbish. In that sense, time's on the loop. But that doesn't mean we ourselves haven't changed in that time. Our tastes have grown as we have grown. We know more about the world. Our talents and skills have grown too. Our appreciation for certain games and franchises may have grown or waned or disappeared entirely. And it's this reason I'm bringing all this up. I'm curious. When you think of your top 10 games, your all-time top 10 favourite games, when exactly was the last time you played them? Because I was thinking about this the other day, and whether it's a matter of time to play it, taste or whatever, I just don't recall for a lot of them. And even when new options have come out, new ways to play those classic games, or not classic games, the... Titles that you love. When new options have come out, that's never been a guarantee that you play them. I've not touched my Turrican collection for the Switch. Although that's in part due to not receiving half the reward for the Kickstarter yet, or the equivalent thereof. Thanks Strictly Limited Games. But I've not exactly been craving playing it either. And while Sonic Triple Trouble is the game that made me a Sonic fan in the first place and I loved, I mean truly loved playing the 16-bit remake, I've not gone back to it since that initial playthrough I did. It's not a bad thing if you've not played those games. But perhaps it is a symptom of the disease. Time flows. It flows away from us all. Though... As the years pass and our focuses change, as our lives are blessed with the comings and goings that go with it, never be regretful of the films you loved, or the games you loved. They're, after all, what helped make you, you. Without them, you'd be someone else, with different friends in a different situation. To what degree? Well, that's entirely based on your past. So if you've not played your top 10 in a while... Why not, during this year, make a bit of a promise to yourself to do so? You don't have to live stream it, but maybe try and introduce it to your friends, your viewers, your family. To people that are important to you. You never know, it may spark an interest in them. An interest you can share. And while you're doing that you can reintroduce them to yourself. just listened to my my murasaki plus and lunate elf birthday festival of the moon before that we actually had some sonic 06 believe it or not that was from the event in the forest like i say folks hope you are all doing very well wherever it is you are uh hope january uh, served you well and you're surviving February yes amazingly we're already most of the way through February we're soon to be in March where is this year going very very quickly is what I can tell you um, it's been a particularly interesting period of time for me lots of stuff going on lots of work oh my god I can't begin to tell you how much work is going on at the minute um, there's a number of things number of Things going on with last minute continue. Irons in the fire. When he isn't there? Let's face it. Um, I'm hoping to have some kind of update for you regarding the uh, the white discs, the things that were saved from the skip long, 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 long time ago, and um, where we're going with that. Um, because we have got a partner that that we're, that we're that we're working on stuff with, and I need to check up with them on actually today. Uh, so, those will be going off somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where just at the moment in time, um, but, uh, but they'll announce it, no doubt. And um, yeah, we'll be doing some stuff in the future relating to those early builds and seeing what we can find. And of course, I know that the, the, the crown jewel, the thing that everyone wants to know is what is on that E3 build. Of Shadow the Hedgehog uh, I'm keen to know too We do know from you know, Historical records if you would like to call it that That we've got uh, A very different prospect With uh, that game Versus what came out in the end And we know that the cutscenes are a little bit different We know that The the death of uh, I believe it's The death scene that Is a little bit different and maybe a little bit more Violent of Maria Robotnik, I don't know. It's um, this is what I've heard anyway. That uh, that that was what uh, was reported, at the very least. Anyway, uh, but there's there's that. There's other things uh, going on, including as if I as if I could could forget, including we have launched thanks to Weskin Rock's records. ...on Spotify and Apple and all manner of other digital music platforms. Not only have we got one album out now, we've got two! Yes! Um, you can go over and listen to it on Spotify or, or, say, or, or iTunes slash Apple Music or Amazon or various other places. You can, you can buy it, you can, you can stream it, you can do whatever with it. Two volumes of Last Minute Chills Now... For those of you who aren't familiar with what we've been doing, this was all part of the 10 years on Twitch celebration. We've been on Twitch, streaming, doing live streams for 10 years as of the end of last year. And um, the Last Minute Shields albums are all the games that we've played in that time period, taken a track, and we've um, I've worked with various uh, people on the on t- interwebs to create a brand new lo-fi slash chilled hip-hop uh, version of that big 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 remix uh, session so this think these are all these are all new and uh, we've got like I say volume 1 and volume 2 out volume one came out Christmas day and volume 2 came out uh, on my birthday so there you go Um, So, to give you an idea, we've got the following tracks. This is from Volume 1. We've got uh, Sonic Adventure 2, Hatful Boyfriend, Gunfire Reborn, Watch Dogs, Quiplash 2, Sonic Chronicles, Firewatch, Saints Row 2, West of Loathing, Double Dragon Neon, Tron 2.0, Horse Racing Simulator, Dead by Daylight, as well as... uh, Special bonuses relating to Radio Redux and Turbo Drive Live. Volume Two has Sonic Adventure, Payday Two, uh, Devil May Cry, as in DMC, the uh, that uh, that reboot one. Assassin's Creed Two, Sleeping Dogs, The Crew, as in Ubisoft The Crew, XCOM Two, Sonic Unleashed, Half Life Two, The Stanley Parable, Zombie Army Four, somehow, um, Yakuza Zero. And bonus tracks related to uh, both LMC's Twitch channel, LMC Cast, and again another one for Turbo Drive Live. You can check those out. They're on there now. Go, look it up. You can also find the Radio Redux theme on there as well. But Weskin Rocks Records, we've got a whole heap of stuff planned for the rest of the year. We've literally got a roadmap of titles. Uh, and projects and all manner of things going on you can find that as part of the uh, breakdown of the tracks that i wrote on last minute continue go and check that out and yeah go for it enjoy tell me what you think they're all stuff that's been like let's say curated by me as opposed to created by me <laughs> I am not the, i am not a remixer. If you want a remixer, stick around. There's one coming up after this show. Anyway, um, that's the case. Uh, I do invite you to to look into them. Add them to add them to your library. Add them to your your, your streaming uh, playlist. Go in there. They're on YouTube as well. You can find them. Um, and because, say, hey, more to come, more to come in this sort of. Uh, this sort of event. We've got another one on the way, uh, which um, is is mostly done. I'm going to say is mostly done, um, but is not last minute show volume three. You'll have to wait along and find out what it is. There are some visual clues in that roadmap, but I will leave leave you to figure that out if you so wish. More music. I think. What can we have? Well, let's have ooh. You know, I've been putting this track off for a little while, funnily enough. Uh, Let's go and have ourselves some Beat Saber.
1: Using the Radio Sega Discord, despite it being in the same time slot for literally a decade. This is Radio Redux.
0: And a trio of video game music for you there. We had Elixir from Beat Saber, followed by Aquas from Star Fox 64, specifically the 3DS version. Well, I'm not sure what the massive difference is, but... Uh, it came from that particular soundtrack, just so you know. And then, uh, speaking of variations, thanks to different soundtracks, from the Turrican soundtrack anthology, that like Chris Hulzbeck put together a few years ago, we have from Turrican 2, Traps. That was the last track you heard. Well, you guys seem to get yeah quite a, a bit of fun out of the last time we did this. So, uh, hey, we'll do it again. Here's the news. <coughs>
1: With the latest and breaking news. This is Radio Redux.
0: And first off, we're heading over to Ubisoft for Beyond Good and Evil 2 because that is apparently still in development. Yes, despite all the recent cuts, cancellations, and delays, Ubisoft have indeed confirmed that the sequel to Beyond Good and Evil still in development. Um, This is despite the fact that at this point it's far surpassed the development scale for video game Punchline Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, DNF, which I know can also stand for did not finish, ironically, uh, was in development for 5156 days, whereas the initial trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2 was shown on May 30th 2008 which as of the premiere of this episode on Radio Sega would be 5,378 days and putting a rapidly increasing amount of daylight between it and its notorious peer. Uh, Blizzard is awful. Shock, horror, I know. Uh, not long after they uh, picked yet another pointless fight to make themselves look absolutely terrible with a well-liked World of Warcraft classic developer Brian Birmingham firing Birmingham uh, after he refused to screw over his fellow devs. Uh, Blizzard employs a stack ranking system to rate workers on a curve, meaning that regardless of how employees do, some staff are ranked as poor during their evaluations. regardless of if they're poor or not, uh, this naturally affects their monetary compensation, promotions, and you know, it's it's kind of a skeezy thing altogether, really. Um, the company had apparently not enforced the point until recently. Uh, at which point Birmingham basically just refused to do it. This was one of the topics of conversation when Blizzard held a Q&A with workers. And um, that in itself caused, <laughs> caused some interest. Um, the... Q&A focused on a number of topics uh, which included making employees come back to work in the office Uh, and the bonuses the bonuses one was the obvious thing it's being slashed it used to be based on a profit system and it's been slashed by 58% or 258% one of the two Um, and Mike Ibarra, the president of Blizzard, uh, made uh, some very interesting statements. One of which was uh, something to the effect of, "If you think that executives are making a lot of money and you aren't, you're living in a myth." Um, this is obviously in relation to the slashing of that annual profit-sharing bonus, but it does—it's—it's it's a very strange statement because um, executives are making a lot of money. <laughs> compared to a developer and losing that bonus is the equivalent to them of maybe not paying off their student loan or something like that as opposed to an executive and the difference there is uh, nothing. Really? They're perfectly fine. Um, Also the whole thing about returning to office is going to be an interesting one because a number of employees within, within Blizzard were hired purely on a remote basis they were remote employees but now they're going to be expected to come back to the office as well despite the fact that quite a few of them don't live near. So they'll have to magically come back to an office that they were never going to go in the first place. Um, Likewise again all of these costs add up and considering that Blizzard are based in an area with a very high cost of living. Um, all of this is kind of bad and whilst the company itself was very keen to say that they were proud of Mike Ibarra's leadership following this meeting, the staff, not so much. A return to the ongoing saga of notorious criminal (laughs) Yuji Naka everybody, who is missing in action following a second arrest. Japanese newspaper Asahi reported that Naka now stands accused of violating financial laws in relation to yet another mobile game. Uh, This one it's claimed that he had inside knowledge of Final Fantasy VII the first soldier coming out. Naka is accused of purchasing 144.7 million yen in shares. Of developer A team, which is worth eight hundred and sixty-five thousand pounds. This is a, this is way beyond the amount that he was accused of doing insider trading on the first time around in November. If you remember that, which was for the Dragon Quest mobile game being published by Square Enix, uh, where it was alleged that he had purchased two point eight million yen's worth of shares, the equivalent of sixteen point eight k in pounds worth of shares from uh, the developer Amy. Again, this was prior to the company's involvement in the project becoming public knowledge. He has not been heard of since, there has been no updates on this, he's going to take a plea bargain. Is he going to the chair? We just don't know. But whatever it is, the the boy's in trouble. Jake Solomon has announced in a tweet that after 23 years he is moving on from Studio Firaxis. Solomon, the brains behind both the modern XCOM titles and highly praised Marvel's Midnight Suns, thanked coins at 2K and Firaxis including Sid Meier and said it was up to other smarter people, as he put it, to now push turn based strategy games forward. Ending it with, my brain is on fire with a new dream, time to go chase it. Considering what Solomon's done for turn based strategy, it'll be interesting to see what type of project he turns to next. Sega were apparently surprised at Sonic Frontier's success. The title which sold 2.9 million units since its debut in November has apparently exceeded expectations of the company. Uh, Sega truly did not expect a Sonic title that combines nostalgia through familiar tropes, a well written plot by fan favourite writer and somebody that knows the subject matter they're talking about, Ian Flynn, and that smartly references series history while pushing the overall narrative forward. Find genuine character development, fun and engaging gameplay, and the thing actually working when you play it to sell well. Random marketing developer person from Sega went on Reddit uh, and and I guess nasally spewed out the following. (laughs) We are proceeding with this title based on a strategic sales plan. We conducted intensive promotions around the November release, and as announced recently, we have been able to achieve good results so far. A temporary sale was held around Black Friday, but the selling price has since returned to normal. We have been able to achieve these results while maintaining a certain level of quality, and the number of units sold greatly exceeded our original estimation. We will continue to sell over the long term, Based on sales strategies such as pricing, promotion, and the development of further DLC. Thank you for taking all the enjoyment out of that, <laughs> out of that Sega. But that, everybody, is the news. Was the Helion Suite From Beyond Good and Evil, Which we of course mentioned earlier uh, We have run out of time Yet again Up next of course is Sega Mixer Drive For that has returned and we are back To A mere hour Of your time but it's as well. It's kind of difficult to put these together now. You'll have a, a Radio Redux sooner than later, but next week on the LMC block, it is the return of LMC Cast. Look out for that. A new game, new discussions from Nibal and the boys. And there'll be more discussions coming up on Radio Redux too. Like I say, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, lots to discuss, no doubt. I didn't even have enough time to get And add on the Sonic Heroes OC remix by Lemonhead VGM and Peeps Which is really good Um, But uh, Who knows it might appear in in the next show In which case it's just as well I didn't put it in Right Um, We're going to end things off with uh, Another birthday related Song Guilty Gear Xerd As in third But with an X um, Guilty geek Xrd, Sign, and the track Birthday Train, and following that to round things off for today's show. Mentioned it earlier, crushing forty all the time, right? Sonic Youth. Thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you very soon. Bye for now.
2: to mm-hmm. My home Ooh goodbye Saturday train
3: I'm looking for an appropriate time But
2: seems that they're running
1: You accidentally tuned into five minutes before Rexy. And still wonder what it is. This is Radio Redux.